Welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is Kathy and I'm going to be your online host for today. If it's your first time here, you're a VIP, so please send us a note by texting you at 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Parents, don't forget to go to myfire.info slash thrivekids to access the Thrive Kids online curriculum. So there you can find the worship video, the lesson video, and activity sheet that you can download, print, and do with your kids. And there's going to be Zoom classes every Sunday from between 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. So we love a proactive church. So my question for this week is, do you prefer live plans or our official plans? Because this week, my sister came into my room with her pot of plants saying, Kathy, look, they sprouted. And me, I was so upset because I can't seem to keep my house plants alive, which is why I've resorted to keeping artificial plants. So are you like me and prefer artificial plants or are you like my sister and you can keep your plants alive? So what is it? Amazing, we love to see all your beautiful faces, so why don't you take a selfie of yourself tuning into today, post it on your social media using the hashtag ThriveChurchOnline. Are you ready for today's message? I am now going to pass the time over to Pastor JB, and I'll see you all later. It is so great to have each and every one of you here. Welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB, I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive. And if this is your first time here, if you're new to Thrive Church, we want to especially welcome you. You're what we call our VIP. And in fact, we've got a special gift we want to give to you. If you would go to mythrive.info or you want to text the word new to 604-285-5770, we would love to give you your very own gift. Just say thanks so much for spending time with us today. We've got our very own Thrive Church stainless steel water bottle just for you. And on top of that, if you click that, not only is that a way of connecting with you, but we'll also keep you up to date on all the things going on here at Thrive, uh, the latest events and activities going on so that you will never need to miss what's going on here at Thrive Church. And so a huge welcome to each and every one of you. In fact, we have a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, we just welcome one another in your chat rooms right now. Would you welcome the people sitting beside you watching the service right now? Would you give a high five or an air high five, a handshake or a hair handshake or a hug or an air hug, whatever's appropriate. And let's welcome one another to church today. Let's do that together right now. You guys are a beautiful church, inside and out. And in case you're new to Thrive and you're wondering, why do we even do this from week to week? Why do we do Thrive Church online? Why do we do church at all? Well, I'm gonna show you a little slide that all the people here at Thrive who call Thrive their home, uh, they're gonna be very familiar with it. If you're here and you're new to Thrive, why don't you check this out with me right now? And those who call Thrive Church your home church, I wanna encourage you as we read this out loud, I want to encourage you to close your eyes. How, how can you read by closing your eyes? Well, it's because you've memorized it already. Hopefully you have. We, we go through this every week 
And so I want to encourage you to close your eyes, all right? Those you call throughout church, your home church. And I want to see if, how, if you can recite our vision statement together here at Thrive. And if you're new here, just feel free to read it out loud with us together as we do it right now. Are you guys ready? I'm going to close my eyes just to prove, prove it to you. I've, I've got small eyes as it is, so sometimes it's tough to tell if I'm closing my eyes or not. But I'm going to put my hand over my face just so you know I'm closing my eyes too. Are you guys ready? Let's say this together in a big, loud voice. We're going to say, at Thrive Church, we exist for five purposes called A-E-I-O-U. A stands for alive. It means we're here to worship Jesus. E stands for expectant. It means we're here to grow into Christ-like disciples. I stands for involved. It means we're here to serve God with our talents. O stands for out loud. It means we're here to lead others to Jesus. And U stands for united. It means we're here to love our spiritual family. And our dream is build a church of 10,000 A-E-I-O-U leaders in the city of Vancouver and around the world. Okay, can you take your eyes or your hand off your eyes? Can you take a look right now? Did you get that? Did you get all of that? Yeah? Awesome. You got most of that? That's fantastic. Praise God. Give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. That's our dream as a church. It's all about Jesus. It's about we're here to worship Jesus. We're here to grow more like Jesus. We're here to serve Jesus. We're here to lead others to Jesus. We're here to love the family that Jesus started to call this church. It's all about Jesus. Would you turn to the people in your chat room beside you? Tell them it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And we are so glad that you're here. Well, let me tell you something that's happening next week. See, here on Labor Day weekend, very special Sunday today, next week is an extra special Sunday that you do not want to miss. It's one of the most exciting Sundays of the year for us. It's what we call Kickoff Sunday. That's right. Kickoff Sunday is happening next Sunday, September the 13th. And on Kickoff Sunday, what we do is, if you're wondering, well, what we do on Kickoff Sunday, we actually kick off a brand new year together here at Thrive Church. We plan our years like the school calendar, starting in September. And so next week is the official start of a brand new year here at Thrive Church. And I cannot wait to kick off this brand new year with you. On that day, in addition to a bunch of different surprises we're gonna have for you, I'm also gonna unveil to you the theme for this brand new year. And you know, this past year, the theme was overcome. And man, were there a lot of things that we together in our world had to overcome. But praise God, we're stronger because of it. If you believe that, say amen. And as we go into a brand new year, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to let you know what the brand new theme for this brand new year is. You do not want to miss it. A lot of other surprises going on next week that you do not want to miss. We can't wait to see you there. Turn your neighbors and say, I can't wait for kickoff Sunday. I can't wait for kickoff Sunday. That's next week, but let's talk about right now. Let's talk about today. See, today we're going to be doing something very special at the end of our message, and that is that we're going to be doing something called communion. Everyone say communion. Communion is when we remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us, how he died on the cross for our sins, how he rose again from the grave. And I want to ask you to do this. If you didn't already, uh, we want to ask you to go to your kitchen and grab a piece of bread, which represents the body that Jesus broke on the cross for us. And then you might want to grab a cup of juice. You know, we use grape juice here at Thrive. Maybe you don't have grape juice. Maybe you've got other juice. Maybe you just got water. That's okay as well. And we're going to fill a cup of that. And what we're going to do is at the end of our service, to remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us, we're going to be taking communion together. And so I encourage you to join us for that as well. Did you guys bring your Bibles here today? Yeah? Could you grab that right now? 
grab your Bible, whether it's a phone or a computer or a device you download the Bible into, or it's a paper Bible like mine, why don't you hold it up and you're like this. And this is just our fun way of getting our hearts ready for the message together. And so let's say this big and confident out loud together right now. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as we begin a brand new year together here in September, can I ask you guys together with me to start a brand new habit? You guys ready? You guys ready? Okay. Is that when you are here joining us for Thrive Church Online, can I encourage you to stay till the end, even after the message? Is that don't check out right after the message is done, because how many of you guys know that worshiping God is not just listening to a message? Worshiping God is also about responding to Him. It's about responding to His Word. It's about praying together as a church family. It's about giving. It's about staying in touch with your church family. And so don't check out right after the message is done, but stay to the end as we do some important things together as a church. I'm going to tell you some important news you're going to also want to know about at the end of today's service as well. And so would you turn to your neighbors and say, I'm going to stay to the end. I'm going to stay there. Let's stay to the end. Turn them and say, let's stay to the end. It's the more romantic way to do things, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I remember Pastor Shar and I, we used to go on dates uh, to go to the movies. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'd always stay to the end because that's the romantic thing to do, right? You don't just leave when, 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 the, the, when the story or the movie's over, but you, you watch the credits roll and you're not even looking at the credits, you're looking at one another. You know, you're holding each other's hand and, and what else? I don't know. I'm not really sure. But the thing is, you know, you, you, you stay to the end and even after the credits are on, you're still there. Well, let's stay to the end. It's the romantic thing to do. To your neighbor and say, let's stay to the end. Let's stay to the end. Well, praise God. Today is a very special day. And uh, if you don't know already, here at Thrive Church, because we believe in the power of God's word and we believe that this world needs people who are able to communicate powerfully the word of God to this generation and the generations to come. We started a school here at Thrive called Thrive Preaching School. And here today to uh, bring the message for us today is one of our best students at Thrive Preaching School. And you're going to enjoy his message so much and it's going to bless you so much. Would you please give a warm Thrive welcome to the one, the only, Raul Mazariego as he brings the message to us today. Give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Pastor JB. It's so good to be here on the very first service of Sunday. And um, I'm happy to share a weird but fun fact. Did you know, as of today, it's been over 180 days since we last went to church not wearing pajamas? That just goes to show what a crazy year 2020 has been. And I'm happy to wrap it up with today's final message of 2020. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you may be wondering, but Raul, it's only September. Yeah, I know. But see, the thing here is Thrive Church, we follow the school calendar year. And so we're beginning a new church season starting next Sunday. So make sure you invite your friends, your family, your neighbors, their pets, your followers on social media, everyone. You don't want to miss it for our new kickoff to the new year. And so last september when we when we kicked off the, the the church theme for this year which was overcome i was thinking to myself what could god be asking us to be overcomers of and so you know just let that sit in the back of my mind and bam COVID hit and it's one of those like careful what you wish for now don't get me wrong i was not wishing this and i don't think anybody in the world was wishing for a pandemic um but it just goes to show that even though none of us knew that this would happen, I'm happy to report that God did. 
He knew that this would happen. And that's why he told our church, he said, hey, you know what? Overcome. You can resist. Why? Because this means that he knew that this global pandemic would be no match for his church. And if you believe that, say amen. So here we are in September of 2020. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to wrap this up and move on with today's final message of the year. But in doing so, I do not want to waste what was endured and learned in this season. So before we begin our new year here at Thrive, or our new season in life, let's recap what we've learned from this current season of life. And let's see what good we can take from it and bring it to the next episode of our lives. Maybe this season for you was, was very hard, was very challenging, and it's left you feeling defeated. Maybe that's you. And I, I feel the same. It, it's, this has been a very challenging year, to say the least. Wouldn't you want to step into the next season prepared and ready to thrive? I know I do. And that is why today, in our final message of 2020, Season of Overcome, I present to you today's message titled, Making the Most of Any Season. Turn your neighbor in the chat room and say, Making the Most of Any Season. All right. So... Did you know that the Bible reveals that God set forth the systems of seasons? Help me read in our first uh, verse of the day, and it's found in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. And you should see a project on your screen. It says, For as long as the earth lasts, planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never stop. So ask yourselves this, why would God put this system of seasons? Interesting. Well, seasons allow for growth and maturity to take place. Allow me to expand on this. So earlier in this COVID season, to cope with all the different changes and, and stuff going on in our lives, I noticed on Instagram there was a new trend for raising plants. Stay with me. I am now part of this new group called Hashtag Plant Parents. So I figured, you know, I could do this. This is, you know, this... This new trend of raising a plant shouldn't be that hard. Seems therapeutic. And so I want to share a picture right now of my plant babies. You heard right, my plant babies. So you should see that on your screen. And I'm very proud of them. You know, it's a wide range of diverse type of plants. And as you can see, um, I did a shameless plug. There's my painting, that another hobby that I also picked that has nothing to do with today's message. So I'm going to leave that out. But those plants, if you can see, they're still green and they're alive. So I'm doing something pretty well, right? So here's the thing. I believe that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. What do I mean by that? My mom is an excellent plant keeper. And, and I also want to share two pictures here that you see on your screen. And these are my mom's plants. They are huge. And a little background on them, they were there since I was a kid, more so as a teenager. And I'm in my early 30s, right? And so that just goes to show my mom has a green thumb. She can really keep these plants alive. And one of the things that I've enjoyed in this season of plant raising is to see new little buds of leaves grow. That just goes to show that I'm doing something, right? Now, I shouldn't be too surprised at this because if, if, if I think about it, I'm giving these plants everything they need. The environment in my household is fixed. It's controlled, right? What do I mean by that? The temperature won't change much. Now, my wife would beg to differ. She thinks that I like to turn it down all the way and, and, and give her extreme changes of temperature, but that's not the case. House doesn't, temperature won't change. The humidity won't change. I make sure there's no pests. 
you know, they get their sunlight, they get their water. Needless to say, my plants are spoiled just like my kids. So, in this environment, it should be expected that they will do well and grow. But I start to think about the plants that are not inside of a home. Those plants are strong. Think about it. They can endure intense heat, droughts. They can be impacted by wildfires. Some of them go through a lot of the pests, right? And what about the regions that have hurricanes and typhoons? How are they not all uplifted, right, when those storms go through? These plants have to have some strong, deep roots into the earth so that they could survive. And this can only be triggered by seasons. See, my plants, on the other hand, they'll get upset if I move them to a corner of the room by themselves. I kid you not, I started seeing some of my plants begin to droop when I, you know, shifted them around the house. They're not as tough. See, these domestic plants, they, they'll look nice, but they'll be pretty weak. They can't survive outside. And like in nature, God designed different seasons of life for us to experience so that we too can trigger a response to grow deep and, and strong roots. But instead of rooting ourselves into this world, God wants us to root ourselves into him. What do I mean by that? Well, we cannot survive life without God. The Bible says in Job 33 verse 4, it says, For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. So in other words, God is the giver of life. And if you are going through life without the giver of life, then you're living life without life support. This means that the seasons of life have the ability to destroy you. Imagine yourself as this. Two big trees. Both are the same height. Both are the same girth. Okay? And a storm arrives, like a strong windstorm. One of the trees will have shallow roots, and the other tree will have deep roots. And if this windstorm passes by, it will likely uproot the tree with the shallow roots. That tree is your life without God. See, the tree with the deep roots in your life, this is your, or deep roots in God, or into the earth, this is your life with God in it. Notice, both live in the same location, both outwardly in appearance seem the same, but the experience of wind in that area has caused one of the trees to be triggered by the seasons and respond by growing deeper, stronger roots into the earth. That is the same response that God wants us to experience with the seasons of life. And so we must respond in a way where we want to involve God more into our lives so we can cement our lives into him so we can survive because the Bible says that he is the giver of life. He is the one who gives us the breath of life. So God wants us to develop these strong roots to withstand any season of life no matter the circumstances. But we don't live in a perfect world and have perfect conditions like a house plant, like my house plants, right? So we don't want to just look pretty and be weak. We want to make the most of these seasons and respond to be, grow stronger in God. So let's take a look at three things we should learn about the seasons of life. So I hope you're ready to take some good notes, screenshots, and be active participants of today's message and not spectators only. So here we go. The first thing we should learn about seasons is that seasons of life are beyond your control. Turn to your neighbor in the chat room and say, seasons of life are beyond your control. We can't plan or predict when a season will take place. 
I will use this example. Both my kids came at a time when we were not expecting them to come. I'll start with my daughter, Elise. See, when we were first married, me and my wife, six months into the marriage, she was very sick. Not sick of me, but just physically sick. And, and we, we could not figure out what it was. We went through, through multiple doctors trying to run different tests. And then finally, we, we started seeing specialists. And one of the specialists said, um, have you tested yourself to see if you were pregnant? And she said, yeah, yeah, of course. But that came out negative. She says, well, you know, we're doing all these blood samples. Let's, uh, uh, I'm going to take one of these and, and run it as a test for, to just determine for sure if you're pregnant or not. And later we know that the doctor calls Marcy and she says, I need to see you right away. And it sounded urgent. We were really scared. And, and it, it had crossed in our minds where we were thinking, oh, this is cancer. You know, this is, this is serious. And, and finally the, the specialist talks to Marcy and, and Marcy says, I got to talk to you, babe, when I get home. I'm like, just tell me now. She says, no, 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 I'll I'll tell you when I I get home. And as she walks through the door, she's sobbing. And I'm like, oh, no, it is cancer. Marcy, I'm happy to report, Marcy did not have cancer. She had Elise. But we weren't ready. This was not a season of life where we were expecting to to grow our family, to start a family, right? It it just kind of came unexpectedly. Same for my son. Now, I shared with you guys uh, a little bit about the story of Levi in my pivotal moment message earlier, a few weeks back. And, and, and I shared to you guys that, you know, God had responded to my prayers and said, no, his plan, his will was to write a greater story for me to move to Canada with my wife. And, and he would just, you know, do amazing things in our life. And one of the things that we noticed is when we first moved here, we started right away. We wanted to get to work. We started applying. We had no jobs. And a month into our experience here in Canada, as we continued to wait for, for, for jobs, we find out that Marcy's pregnant again. And we weren't planning this. And we have no jobs in a new country. So why do I say all this? It's because the uncertainty of seasons of life are a good reminder that, one, we are not God. We do not control the times of season. The Bible says that God is the one who controls times and seasons. Now, this is great news because that means whatever you're going through won't last forever. That means if you're going through a season of pain, a season of trouble, you won't be in that season forever. They will end, and that's good. So turn to your neighbor and just say, this too shall pass. The timing of seasons of order are out of our control, and when they come or how long they last, we do not know. But wouldn't it be great if we could just pick and choose what season? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Leading up to this message, it has been a very long, hard work, intense season for me. And if I could pick and choose, I would pick a season right now of just rest and fun. Like, that's exactly what I want and need. But that's not the case. We cannot escape hardships in life. And see, if you think about seasons of loss, where a loved one passes away, or maybe there's a loss of a job or, or good health, wouldn't it be just great to just skip in life for those moments of hardship, just fast forward? But see, in Romans 8.28, and and a lot of you may already know this verse, but let's all read it together. It says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, notice the Bible says that 
it does not say that all things are good. Turn to your neighbor and say, not all things are good. So as long as we live in a messed up world with messed up people, including ourselves, it will only be a matter of time before we encounter messed up situations. The Bible says that all things, including the bad things, are worked for good by God. This means that although you may not understand why you're in a season of pain or loss, you may catch yourself asking, why me? But the better question would be, God, how will you work this for good? See, we may never fully know why God allows certain things to happen in our lives, and he doesn't owe us an explanation. He is God. If we knew why all the time, then we would be God. And know this, we are to live by faith, which means trusting in God and not live by explanations. See, here's a great verse for all of us to store in these moments uh, when we're feeling hopeless. And it is found in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, and it says, It is beautiful how God has done everything at the right time. So while seasons of life may be out of our control, remember, for God, everything he handles is done right and done on time. If you believe that, say amen. The second thing to know about seasons is that God has a good purpose for every season of life, even the difficult seasons. See, in nature, we know of four main seasons, right? Help me out here. It's spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And each of them are designed for a purpose. And for example, let me start with spring. Spring has a lot to do with growth. We see a lot of growth in nature. You know, flowers are blooming, trees are growing. And in life as well, there will be moments of growth. This could be, you know, the seasons when you're in school, seasons when you're starting a new job and learning new experiences. Same purpose. It's a purpose to learn and grow. In summer, we may see, we will see that uh, uh, in nature, there's identity and purpose. For example, you'll know what an apple tree is because there's a tree that gives a fruit called apple, right? Otherwise, it's kind of hard to tell what an apple tree is in the springtime. So in summer, we will see that nature produces, gives forth its identity, its purpose. And so we will encounter experiences in life as well that will lead us to understand the identity that God has created us for, the purpose that God has created us for. Maybe in you, there's a passion to teach. I firmly believe that I have that passion. I like to share and teach with other people. And so maybe there will come a season where you'll learn to develop the skills and realize, hey, you know, maybe I should do this, right? And it's not always a season to identify your professional, you know, uh, uh, identity. Sometimes it's just simply understanding that you have a trait. Maybe you're an extra encourager, and, and that's something you're really good at. Here at Thrive Church, I really, really do believe that the community at our church is very encouraging. We have that trait, and, and the more we go through these seasons, I see it just, like, grow even greater. And so that leads to the next season, and that's autumn. And we're right at the doorstep of it, right? We get to see the leaves change colors, and, you know, they begin to fall. And when we start to see change, well, there's seasons of life where we, too, will change. We will downsize in, in, in a way. Think about it this way. Uh, there may be a time where you value having lots of friends, but then over time, you go through experiences that leads you to say, you know what? I don't need a lot of friends. I need a small group of close friends. And you begin to value that because the seasons have led you to understand for you, your value has changed in having a lot to having a good quality of friend, right? 
There are times for us parents, there will come a season when our kids will not be at home. That's weird to say because I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old that are super dependent. I can't even fathom that day, right? But there will be a day where me and my wife, we will downsize and we will go through a season of being empty nesters. And just leading up to this message, I just learned what empty nesters mean. I had never heard that term before. Lastly, we get to winter, and we see in nature, it looks gloomy, looks bare, but underneath the bark and the earth, know this, the ground is resting, nature is resting. There are seasons in life where we just get to experience that rest. And, and, and this may look like this, maybe you just get out of a relationship, and, and you kind of just feeling left with like, man, I have nothing that came out of that, right? Well, take the opportunity and rest in God. How about reset your focus and expectations of others by resting in God's promise that with him you shall lack nothing, nothing that you will need. So the seasons in nature, they contrast themselves, right? They're, they're, they're kind of like opposites to each other. And the seasons of life are no different. And the purpose for this is that it shows that in every season, both good and bad, there is a purpose. There's an outcome. There's something to gain from them. Think about it this way. If we only had a season of sun, we would have a desert. If we only had a season of rain, we would have a lake. Contrasting seasons of life give meaning, purpose, and value to life. We learn to cherish and value what we do have when we experience loss. And do you guys remember this song from the Lego movie, Everything is Awesome? No, I can't sing. Pastor JB's really good. I can't sing, so that's as far as that'll go. But we know in that movie, that song is a lie, right? But it's a Lego movie. So here's the thing. We know everything in life is not awesome. We've seen with COVID, COVID's not awesome, right? Losing a loved one is not awesome. We know war isn't awesome. So there will be seasons of good experiences, and there will be seasons of bad experiences. Let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8 and verse 11. It says, this, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant, hashtag plant parents, and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. This almost sounds like, like a rap song, huh? I should start getting a beat. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. He has made everything beautiful in its time. You may be wondering, we kind of got the point after a first verse, but I wanted to make sure that you can see yourself in any of these experiences. See, they're contrasting. We can see the good and we can see the bad in everything. And this reminds me, when I first moved to Canada and I had to wait for my work permit, this would take eight months. There were a couple hiccups at the beginning. And I remember the first few weeks felt to me like a vacation. So this was good. I was like, you know what? Been working really hard leading up to this. This was very intense, the, the, the move from the U.S. to Canada. Okay, I'm going to take a vacation, explore Canada. But as time went by, I continued to stress and, and become anxious because I need to work. That's just my nature. I, I want to make sure that I'm doing something, that I'm supporting my family. And I remember I rode my bike along the Richmond Dyke Trails. 
that was kind of like my therapy. It just, you know, get that exercise in, get that blood flowing. And, and I started to think, and I remember one day I, I just cried out to God. And like literally, I was that insane madman just yelling in the heavens on, on, on the dike trail. And I remember saying, God, God, why have you brought me here? Like, I'm doing nothing. How is this your plan? And I remember like saying it with, with that such like bitterness that I felt really bad. In that moment, it didn't take too long. I, I kind of withdrew from shouting and, and, I, and I realized that I had an attitude that was ungrateful. So I remember, you know, before heading home, I, was just, I said, God, I will never forget this day. Give me a job that the day when I have so much work, I will remember this moment right here where I cried out saying that I'd rather be so full of work than to feel this anxiousness of trying to figure out how will I provide. And I'm glad that I said that, and I'm glad that I went through that season because leading up to this message, guys, it's been the most intense two weeks of my life that had just passed by when it comes to work. And I started to nag, and I remember as I'm writing this, I was like, oh yeah, I made that declaration. I made that promise. I learned from that experience, from that season of life, I've learned to, to have a more grateful attitude and just say, thank you, God, that you've given me a job. I'd rather be working OT than have like nothing, right? It, that's just my, my nature. And so I thank God for that opportunity, that experience, because it really has allowed me to experience and value work. So here's the third thing that we should know about the seasons of life. If you wish to make the most of your season, it will depend on how you choose to respond. What do I mean by this? For example, for those of you that are single, don't misuse the season of singleness, trying to jump into a long committed relationship that may not be ready or not meant to be in at all. Instead, Respond in this season of singleness and use the unrestricted time, because that's what it is. It's now unrestricted. And spend it with God so that God can grow you and mature you. This way, when it is time, his time, to put you in a relationship, you have a better version of yourself to offer. Now, wouldn't that sound nice? And they hopefully expect the same from the other person, that they have invested time in God so that you guys are both giving the very best version that God has been put has put forth in both of you, right? So what we decide to invest in now will have an impact in our future. And there is no doubt in this year of 2020, our lives have changed very much. And many, we've, we've heard this, the cancel culture, right? Many have decided, you know what? 2020 is over. I'm done. Let's cancel. Let's move on to the next one. And don't get me wrong. I share in that frustration. That's why I said, I'm really excited to be here and share the final message of 2020, but the church here, 2020. See, it's been so weird. It's so exhausting. I'm raising plants. It just goes to show how strange it is. But we cannot cancel this year. We have to make the most of it. We have to respond uh, uh, wisely so we don't waste this time, right? We don't know what lies in 2021. It may look like 2019. Or maybe this just may be the beginning of a new era in human history. I don't mean to say it like in a negative way, but... A lot of change will come from this, right? And this season is our season to prepare for it. So if we cancel the season and let it go to waste, how can we welcome the next season going unprepared? 
I want to share one final pivotal moment, a personal event, a season of our lives that will show how my wife and my family made the most of a very challenging season. This is a bonus episode, so I hope you're glad you tuned in today. When our son became very sick, he was hospitalized, and, and we felt it was so unfair. We're like, God, why would you let a one-year-old go th through this really intense viral infection in his lungs? And, and, and it did not help with the hospital staff uh, spewing discouragement. Now, they didn't mean to, I'm sure, but, you know, when they assessed and they said, guys, this is not an overnight thing. This is a several weeks thing, and he needs to be hospitalized. We are going to give him the best care, but this is going to be a while, and it's going to look ugly before it gets uh, positive. So as you can imagine, as parents, we were so concerned. We were so heartbroken. And after a few days in the hospital, you know, I, I remember reaching out to my parents, asking for prayers. We didn't have a church at the time. We weren't going to church at the time. And so it, it was kind of very hard to, to, to get connected with this sense of, like, encouragement. And so I remember after a few days in the hospital, uh, you know, my wife and I, we took turns staying with our son. And then our daughter, she wasn't sick, but she also needed her own special time. And so I remember there was a day when, when, when Marcy took our daughter into this play area for impatience. And as they were there, they encountered another mom and their son and her son and Marcy could tell that this mom was tired she had been she seemed like she had been through a lot and you know Marcy to to make nice and and start just a simple conversation just asked her hey how are you doing and the, the mom actually responded she was tired she had been there for several months and she felt lonely because her husband couldn't be there he had to work and so you know, Marcy could have joined, you know, along and shared her frustration as well with the mom, but she chose in that moment to respond differently. She gave room to God to be present in that moment. And so Marcy opened up her mouth and she shared a word of encouragement. She, I, and I asked Marcy to tell me like how she said and what she said. She said, your child is so lucky to have a mom that is able to be there because he now is not alone going through this. You know, you're doing a great job as a mom to just be present in your life, even if you feel like you're not. And of course, with words like that, in moments of despair, coming from a complete stranger to validate that you are a good mom, that mom just started sobbing. She started crying. And, and again, from our experience, we know that the hospital staff doesn't want to encourage false hope because they don't control the situation. We can only imagine for several months that they just were not showing good signs. But then to hear, just for a brief moment, one day, an episode of just encouragement, of validation again from a complete stranger, that she was doing a good job. And that though she may have felt like she was alone, her son wasn't. And how important is that? You know, in... For us, we were scared. We were sad. We were frustrated with the lack of control we had over our son's health. We needed the encouragement Marcy was giving. We wanted to know that God was in control of the situation and that our son would be healed. We wanted to know why would he even allow this? But again, in that moment, as we were trying to figure out what God was trying to reveal, why we were even there, we stopped asking why us 
And we gave God the opportunity to just be God in that moment. And when we did that, I remember when Marcy came back to the room and just shared her, her encounter. I looked at her and I'm like, this was it. Our son was never going to get worse. Or at least that wasn't the intention for God. But it was to stay there long enough so we could cross paths just for that brief moment. If nothing else, that season, that moment was designed by God for that. And when you begin to respond in your season by giving room to God, you start to make the most of any situation in your life. And that leads me to one of the first things that you can do to making the most of your seasons is choose to respond to your season of life by inviting God into your situation. See, we ask for encouragement and, we, and, and God revealed that he already poured into our situation that encouragement. What do I mean by this? Well, I'm a firm believer. You cannot give what you don't have. There's no credit on that. You cannot give what you don't have. And Marcy could not have offered hope if she did not already have it. And we didn't know it was there until we allowed God into our situation. So when that moment occurred, when that encounter happened, Marcy was revealed to herself that God had already poured encouragement. And that's why it overflowed from her and passed on to the mom. See, when you invite God into your situation in life, he brings with him everything you need. Matthew 7, 7 says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. What do you lack right now? Do you need a companion in, in this season of loneliness? Do you need wisdom in this season of wonder? Do you need health in this season of sickness? Whatever it is that you need, you will find by inviting God into your life. He is ready to offer exactly what you need. Here's the second thing that you can do to make the most of any season. It's ask yourself, how can I serve others? Every season of life can be used for good when we hand it over to God. See, I firmly believe that me and my wife, we were created by God to help others in any capacity that he has given us the ability to. Pastor JB reminds me that my nature for encouragement is a gift from God. My wife has a huge heart and, and she's compassionate for people. And we could have powdered our lips, crossed our arms, and just been miserable people, regretting why we even worship a God that would allow our son to become seriously ill. And then we would just end up worrying all the time how we were going to fix that problem alone. But instead, thankfully, we allowed God to move into our hardship. And without missing the cue for the reason for that season, we recognize God appointed this time for Marcy and the other mom to meet. This is so that Marcy could help that mom. And helping is not hard, guys. Helping is doing whatever you can in that moment to encourage and uplift someone else. That's what we're called to do. And for Marcy, it was as simple as passing along words of confirmation and hope, just reminding her she's a good mom for being there with her kid. Even though she may not have felt that, her son was blessed to have a mom that was present. Let's not become miserable people when you have seasons of life and waste them regretting the past, worrying about the future, that you forget to see that God has a plan to use your situation for good, not only for yourself, but for others around you. Jesus said this in Matthew 10, verse 39. He says, whoever 
finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life because of me will find it. See, you and I have been hardwired to use our experiences to help others and serve others. If you try to live for yourself, you will be unsettled. This is because you are wired to help others. Ask yourself this, in this season of COVID, have you used the time to help others? Are you waiting for someone to reach out to you? Why not initiate the connection with someone that may be lonely? Become the answer prayer for someone else. Make the most of the season with where you're at and ask God to point out where he wants you to go and be of help to someone else. Finally, the third and the third reason or third way we can make the most of any season is simply this. Pray and choose an attitude of gratitude. The Bible says in Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. I love that. I'll have to read that again. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. No matter the seasons, we can be full of joy knowing that God is in control. See, God has a good plan no matter the situation. And we can trade in our worries for a peace that exceeds our understanding. What is the one thing in your life that maybe you feel you have lost complete control? Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's finances. Choose an attitude of gratitude, knowing that when you seek God first, He adds everything you need. What is it at night that keeps you up? Is it work, school, maybe the pandemic? The Bible says to pray about everything, and there is nothing that catches God by surprise. He wants to hear from you. He wants to offer you a peace that passes all understanding. How do I know this? He offered His Son, Jesus, to hang on a cross and die for your sins so you could avoid suffering the punishment that was due. In doing so, Jesus established a direct connection with God through him because no longer does Jesus, does God want religious rituals. He wanted to hear from you directly with your most sincere words, what you need. Use the seasons of life to learn to depend on God. That's what they're there for. It's to remind us we can't live life without God. He is the giver of life. This way you'll know you'll never be uprooted because you'll be rooted deep in the one who holds the world in his hands and will use all things for good. Maybe you've steered away from having a relationship with God. Maybe you feel you're so off course that you can't reach him. Respond today by calling God back into your life. No one is beyond the reach of his love and mercy. Maybe you are in such a dark and low place that you feel like you've hit rock bottom. But there's great news in that. The rock that you hit at the bottom is Jesus and he just caught you from going lower. Maybe you've never had a relationship with him, but you're ready to just start over. Respond today by giving him your life so that you can begin a new season full of hope. Wouldn't that be great? Start the next season with hope. The Bible says all things work for good for those who love God, no matter the problem. Hand it over to him and he will make it work for good. 
as I invite the worship team to lead us in a moment of song and praise, respond in this moment. Don't let this moment waste. Don't let the season go to waste. Respond in this moment and hand him all your pieces so that you can grow your faith and trust and dependency in him. Don't settle for being a pretty houseplant. Instead, make the most of each season and grow strong like the plants that experience all seasons of life.
watching this service right now, would you give God all of your praise in this place right now? Would you give God a big clap and a big shout wherever you are? I can't hear you, but heaven hears you. So respond to God here in this place right now. Praise God. Today we've been learning about seasons and how God has a purpose for every new season. And maybe you're going through a new season right now. And maybe you're starting a new job. Maybe your kids are maybe going back to school this coming week and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm not really sure what to do. Maybe it's a new relationship you're in. Maybe you're getting married later on this month. Whatever it might be that is a new season for you, we all have new seasons coming up in September that we are gonna be encountering, facing in certain ways. And I wanna encourage us on this day, I couldn't think of a better thing that we could do right now in response to Raul's message today, but to give this new season to God. And I wanna encourage you right now, if you need a touch from God as you go into this new season, if you don't wanna go into this season alone, but you want God's wisdom, God's perspective, as you go into this new season, I wanna encourage you right now to respond to God and just give that season to Him and commit this season to Him. So why don't you lift up your hands to God right now, wherever you are, don't worry about your neighbor, what they're doing, this is between you and God right now. Why don't you lift up your hand to God right now. If you want God's help, God's wisdom, God's perspective, God's strength, as you go into this new season, then why don't you lift up your hands to God right now and together we're just gonna lift up this new season in God's hands, believing that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, believing that with God all things are possible, that with God there's the wisdom and the perspective we need to go through this new season well and to make the most of this new season. And so with that in mind, why don't you lift up your hands to God and from your heart just respond to God right now in your own words just start talking to God. Give this new season to Him. Be specific about that new season. Say, God, I give you school as it starts up right now. God, I give you this new job that I'm gonna be starting. Whatever that new season is, what we just give that to God right now just from your heart in your own words don't be afraid to ask what you need from God today because ask and will be given to you seek and you will find and so just start talking to God right now from your heart commit this new season of your life into God's hands right now just do that right now just do that right now praise you God just do that right now thank you Jesus don't wait for me to stop talking you just start talking to God and in your own words just give your burdens to God give your cares to God because he loves you he's here he's listening just start talking to God right now give that situation to him he's bigger than the situation Situation. Give that issue to him. He's bigger than that issue. Give that, that season to him because he's bigger than even the season. He's got a purpose for it. So start talking to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, for so many people who are beginning new seasons starting this week, starting this month, we thank you, Father God, that they don't need to go into the season alone, but you love them you are with them, and that you want to give them everything they need to go through the season and to make the most of this new season. We pray for those who need wisdom about making decisions about this new season, whether it's, you know, whether they should send their kids back to school or how they do that, or maybe it's regarding their finances this coming month, or maybe it's a new job they're starting, a new relationship they're in, maybe a new ministry that they're getting into. Father God, for all those who need wisdom today, we ask together for that wisdom for them, that God, that you would give them your perspective on this new season, that you would help them to make the most of this upcoming season. We invite you, God, to be part of this new season, not just part of it, but would, be, would you be the center of this new season? Would you be glorified in this new season? We welcome you. We say we can't do anything without you, and we desire your presence, your blessing, your protection, your favor, your wisdom as we go into this new season, and so we ask that for every single person who's got their heart open to you right now. We ask for that today. We thank you, and we give you praise that because you are with us, we don't need to be afraid that because you are with us, we don't need to worry. Because you are with us, we have everything we need to make the most of this brand new season. We love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. We give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Praise God. Praise God. By the way, for those of you who fasted with us this past week, we had our church-wide fast, and man, it was an amazing experience, and it was an amazing time for us to draw near to God together, committing a new season to God's hands. And so if you were part of that fast, super proud of you for being part of that, can I ask you to send in your fast feedback? We want to know what your experience was like. Uh, when you share your feedback with us, it encourages others. It helps you to process what you experienced. It helps us also know how we can do better next time as well. And so encourage you to give your fast feedback as well. But before we do anything else, before we get into communion, one more thing we're going to do together is as a church, we're starting a brand new season as well. Next week is kickoff Sunday. Next week, I'm unveiling the brand new theme for a brand new year. You don't want to miss it. It's one of the most exciting Sundays of the year. So make sure you're here next week for kickoff Sunday. But we're not going to wait for kickoff Sunday to give this coming season and this coming year into God's hands. If you believe in what God is doing here at Thrive, if you long for God to move and work in more powerful ways this coming new year. Would you just join me right now in praying? Would you lift up your hands to God? And just, would you would you just pray right now for Thrive Church, that God would use Thrive Church to make an even bigger impact in this coming year, in our city and around the world. That God would use Thrive Church to make a difference in the lives of people, spreading hope to people where there needs, where, where there, there's a great need for hope, bringing and making a difference where there's a need, wherever people are, where people need Jesus, that we would be the ones that God would use use to reach them? Would you just do that together right now? Would you pray for Thrive Church that this coming year we will grow like we've never grown before? That this coming year God would use us like he's never used us before? Believing the best is yet to come. Would you lift up your hands to God and let's pray for this coming year? Would you lift up Thrive Church into God's hands right now? Lift up your church into God's hands. Just join me in praying for that right now. Thank you, Jesus. God, we lift up this brand new year in your hands today. We thank you, Father, that you are with us as we go into a brand new year. We say we can't do anything without you that we need you and we ask you and invite you today to come and to lead us this coming year, to come and to bless this coming year, to use us and Thrive Church in such a powerful way like never before to reach people with the love and the hope that is in Jesus Christ here in Vancouver and around the world. We thank you, Jesus, and we lift up this coming year in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Finally, if you're here, and you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life, then we want to invite you to make this uh, a moment where you can invite him to do only what he can do. Uh, the Bible says that when we were separate from God, when we couldn't reach him, because of our sins, we had no way of getting to where he is. God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven. If you need that forgiveness today, if you need forgiveness for something in your past today, then I'm here to let you know God's forgiveness is not cheap, but it's free for you. It's free because he loves you with an unconditional love. Not only did Jesus die on the cross for our sins, he also rose again from the grave to show that there's nothing that can hold him down. And that means with us too, that means there's life after death. With that, with that, that means we don't need to fear what's coming up tomorrow. We can have hope for eternity. And so if that's you and you need that assurance of salvation, you need that assurance of your forgiveness, you want to know where you go after you die, I want to encourage you right now to lift up your hand to God as a response to him. If that's you and you need God's forgiveness, you want to receive that today, why don't you lift up your hand to God right now? Don't worry about your neighbors doing this between you and God. Why don't you pray this prayer with me right now? If you want God's forgiveness, if you want his peace, which is bigger than your circumstance, if you want the assurance of knowing where you're going to be at the end of all this, why don't you lift up your hand to God right now and just pray this prayer with me. You can say, dear Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to pay for my sins, 
that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in, forgive me of my sins, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, the Bible says you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You are a citizen of heaven. And with that in mind, we want to encourage you to click that link in your chat room right now. If you pray that prayer just now, will you click that link in your chat room right now? Uh, and what that link is going to do is going to send you to a landing page where we want to give you uh, a, a, a little resource to help you as you've made this decision to receive Jesus Christ into your life. If you don't see that link in your chat room, you can also go to mythrob.in and, and, and press I receive Jesus that button as well we want to send you some resources to help you and encourage you in the step of faith you've just taken let's give God a big big hand and a big shout in this place together right now praise God amen 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 well right now what I want to do is I want to invite you to grab that piece of bread that you've prepared for this moment because we're going to be doing communion right now if you want to take a piece of bread and you take a cup, and we're going to do this in remembrance of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took a cup and said, this cup is my blood, which is poured out for the forgiveness of many people's sins. Drink this in remembrance of me. And so right now, if you just prayed that prayer to receive Jesus Christ into your life, or you've prayed that prayer before, then I want to encourage you right now to take that piece of bread. I'm going to take a piece of mine right here and just to dip it into the cup and we're just going to take this in thankful remembrance of all that Jesus has done for us. Let's take communion together and let's thank God for in the process. Praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that there's nothing that compares to your unconditional, unlimited, unchanging, unfailing love for each and every one of us. We thank you that because Jesus Christ died on the cross, there's forgiveness for our sins, that there's no mistake we could ever make that could cause you to quit loving us. We thank you so much that your mercy is bigger than our mistakes. Your love is bigger than our circumstances. And so we give you praise and we give you thanks for the cross. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Right now, before we hand it off to our online host, just a couple things we're going to do is if you receive Jesus Christ into your life in the recent past and you've never been baptized before, the fact is baptism is the next step after receiving Jesus. It's not a graduation. It's not you saying, look how good I am or look how committed I am. It's really you saying, I'm a sinner who needs a savior and his name is Jesus. And if you believe that, if you even took that step of faith today to receive Jesus Christ into your life, you are ready to get baptized. And so I wanna encourage you to take that step. And we're not meeting on site right now. That day will come, praise God. But in the meantime, we are not gonna let that stop us from doing baptisms. In fact, we did a baptism this past week uh, and we went to uh, a home where we baptized Tom and Tom got baptized. In fact, we're gonna show you a little clip of his baptism right here. It was his own kind of private baptism ceremony. Let's check, check, check that out right now. Would you check that out? Do you, do you, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior and do you want to follow him? If you haven't, please say, I have. All right, let's give Tom a big hand. Right now. All right. This is our very first baptism in the COVID-19 season uh, and we couldn't think of a better person to baptize than here right now. We're so thankful for Tom. So we're going to just baptize you right now. So Tom, because you received Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Would you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? And hey, if, if that's you and you want to get baptized, you've, you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, but you've never taken that step of getting baptized, we want to encourage you to sign up for that. And we would love to you know, meet with you, to do a private baptism uh, for you that is you know, uh, you know, in accordance with COVID-19 safety measures. We want to make it something where you feel absolutely comfortable. Uh, and we're going to basically make it something where you can have your own private baptism ceremony to get baptized. We will go and you know, we will make that arrangement. Our team will. And so make sure you sign up. Go to mythought.info and sign up for baptism. If you want to get baptized, praise God, the best is yet to come. Well, if you call Thought Church your home church, now is the time to give your faithful tithes, your generous offerings. Let's seek God's kingdom first. Know that when we do so, he adds what? He adds everything we need. Let's give to God first. And after that, uh, you know, we're just going to trust that he's going to supply all that we need and build his church in the process as well. Praise God. What an awesome Sunday we've had together. Next week, it's kickoff Sunday. You don't want to miss it. Praise God. Way to stay to the end. It's the romantic thing to do. Let's give God a big hand, a big shout, and let's play together right now. We're going to hand the time back to our online hosts. Have a wonderful week, a wonderful start to the week. Praise God. The best is yet to come. See you later, guys. Love you guys. Thank you, Raul, for your powerful message, and I really admire your ability to keep your houseplants alive. I wish that one day I'll be able to share a picture of my houseplants as well. Let's move on to the announcements. If it's your first time here, you're a VIP, so please let us know by texting new at 604-285-5770, and we'll mail you your very own Thrive Stainless Steel Water Bottle. If you made a choice to receive Jesus Christ into your life today, congratulations, we have a gift package that we want to mail specifically to you as well as a series of videos that may answer some questions that you have about Jesus. Just text BELIEVE at 604-285-5770. Zoom prayer meetings are happening every Tuesday at 8.30pm. Join us for our time of prayer and worship. For more information, visit our Facebook or our Instagram. Baptism is still happening here at Thrive. So with COVID, I know baptism will look a little bit different, but we still want to make it a great experience for you. We're taking the appropriate safety measures to make you feel safe and comfortable. If you have any questions or would like to get baptized, don't let anything stop you. So visit mythrive.info slash baptism. So that's it for this week. I hope you all have a great day. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings, and I'll see you here again next week at Thrive Church Online. 